I love movies about going into outer space. Not necessarily the sci-fi stuff like Star Wars, Star Trek, or Transformers, but more realistic ones like the classic 2001 A Space Odyssey or The Right Stuff. And one of my all-time favorites is Apollo 13. And I'll do my best Tom Hanks imitation, but the favorite line I like in that is, Houston, I have a problem. <laughs> Many faithful in the church have responded in a similar way to a study that a respected, the respected Pew Institute did a, a couple years ago. This poll showed that 69% of all self-identified Catholics said they believed that the bread and wine used at Mass was not turned into Jesus, but instead was, were symbols of the body, just simply symbols of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Wow. Many, if not most, people who call themselves Catholic or have been catechized believe what is done at Mass on the sacred altar is purely symbolic. Like me, you may be thinking, oh, they must have polled only like fallen away or lapsed Catholics who aren't practicing. But the same study found that about one-third of regular Mass-goers believe this heresy. According to the study, one of above every three people, perhaps in this crowd, don't believe what the church says happens on the altar. It's called transubstantiation. And that is the change of the whole substance of bread and wine into the substance of the body and blood of Christ. Houston, we have a problem. In today's gospel, Jesus tells Nicodemus that the Heavenly Father sent his Son into the world out of love. God did not come to condemn the world, but that the world may have life. What I preach today is not to condemn, but to bring life. You may say, oh, Deacon Alex, I believe in the real presence. Why are you telling me this? Well, look at the self-professed Catholics. Although the Pew study doesn't show it, I would assume a majority of them have been through the sacraments of initiation. This is when our confirmands come in. What are the sacraments of confirmation? I want to hear it. What's the first one? Come on, guys. I hear crickets. What's the first sacrament of confirmation? Baptism. Baptism. There you go. How about the second one? Eucharist. And the third one? Confirmation. That's right. More than likely, the respondents in this poll have been through that. And you would have seen at some time they were presented the truths of the church but at least now they don't believe it. What happened to them? And more importantly, what could happen to us 
as some of you may know, I was received into the Catholic Church back in 2010. One of the beautiful Christian beliefs I brought along with me from my previous tradition was the concept of having a personal relationship with Christ and put him at the center of my life. Jesus is somebody who's always with me. And the, through the Holy Spirit in me, because of my baptism, I'm able to place him at the center of my life. It is a grace. In the second reading, St. Paul says that it is by grace that I am saved. And it is that grace that he empowers each of us to put our Lord at the center of our lives. By grace, he's just not another add-on in my life. He's not just another check I do in the block because I come to Mass. I love Paul's declaration to those cynical Greeks in the book of Acts. He says, in him, that is in God, we live and move and have our being. You can figure that Catholics who are cynical of church teachings may have not experienced a personal relationship with Christ, nor perhaps are they, you know, not to be judgmental, maybe they aren't living a Christ-centered life. You may ask, how do you get there, Alex? Deacon, how do I get into that place of relationship or place where I'm living Christ-centered? I recommend two ways, two major ways. Number one, the sacraments. Those sacraments, especially rich in confession and in the Eucharist, are vital. Sacraments are relational encounters in which God offers us his divine gift of self-giving love. That is grace. A quick story. When I was in RCIA about 11 years ago, I was having trouble. I was having trouble trying to wrap my mind around that the Blessed Mother was conceived and lived without sin. I was taught that Jesus was the only one who lived sin-free in my, in my previous tradition. And Sister Mildred, who was, helped catechize me, said, I had to believe the dogma, dogmas or the teachings of the church to come into the Catholic Church. And she encouraged me simply, trust God. Ask him, and he'll show you. But it took a decision on my part. I had to trust God, and I did. And I'm at complete peace knowing our Blessed Mother lived a sin-free life. I encourage you, those who have doubts about church teachings, trust God in pursuing the sacramental life, and he will give you peace. The number two way to a Christ-centered life is through our prayer life. The Catechism states that the church calls the faithful to live in a, quote, in a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. And it adds, this relationship is prayer. Although the church has various ways, offers various ways to pray, including using sacred scripture, the Bible, the Lord's Prayer, the rosary, and others in our rich tradition, I've found that having an internal prayer life to be very rewarding. In this prayer life, 
I regularly communicate with God internally, praying continually. I try. He said, uh, in a, the classic uh, 17th century book, Practicing the Presence of God, a, a monk, Brother Lawrence, writes of connecting with God internally and praying continually. He says, in order to know God, we must think of him. And when we come to love him, we shall also think of him often. We all in our lives do self-talk. We all talk to ourselves. We have these, these diatribes going along within our own minds. We can certainly do God talk at those times, address our minds and our thoughts to God. So catechumens, compromands, as you move on with your lives, the forces of this world, the demonic powers, will seek to run your life and run your culture. They will do everything in their power to draw you away from the sacraments and draw you away from communication with God. This world needs to see God in you. The same God who loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. We need to stay close to him in the sacraments and in prayer. And we certainly don't want to be another Pew Research statistic. Amen.